Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Lissa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> sounded depressing. <laughs> I am. I'm a little bit like kind of sad because it's the end of season one. I know. It's crazy. Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. It went by so fast. It really did. Like when we first started talking about the podcast, we were only going to do six episodes and this is episode 12. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. Um, so for today's podcast, we thought it would be a nice kind of uh, season ender to just answer your guys' questions, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I uh, reached out on Instagram to see what people were interested in and the, I think you're going to be surprised with some of the questions. Got some juicy ones? Yeah, there's a lot about our friendship. Ooh. I know. <laughs> oh, we're getting into it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Should we just, like, dive right in? You can go hard with those questions. I have some little burning questions for you after. Oh. Okay, so the first question is, what is your advice for people who are stuck, frozen, and uninspired? Hmm. This is me answering this. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um... I think that, hmm, stuck, frozen, or uninspired. I mean, uninspired is something that happens to people all the time. And I think that especially if you're working in a creative field, but really any field, there are going to be times where you feel that way. And I think it's just like, you have to let it pass and whatever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, If you're feeling stuck, as in like stuck in a job, I think that no better time than now. And like it's also there's there's no better time but there's also like no worse time you know what I mean because like it always is going to feel like oh but if this thing once this thing is done or once this thing is taken care of then I can do what I want to do kind of thing but it's just like you don't lose your experience and I think we talked about this a little bit in the um like quitting our jobs to follow our dreams podcast you don't lose all of the experience and like everything that you are just by going and trying something else, like if you were wanting to do a career switch or something like that. So I think um, just just do it. That's what I say. <laughs> we're going to get sued by Nike. How's that, how's that for advice? <laughs> um, this was like a, a question that got asked a lot, so I'm just going to answer it right now. Um, when will the next season be out? So we're going to take a four week hiatus. So the last episode of uh, season one, which is this one, uh, is airing on July 24th. And then we will be back on the 21st of August. Very exciting. Yes. Um, A lot of people are also asking like what we have in store. Um, We don't, you guys. We need to have a little bit of excitement. And, you know, you got to keep it spicy. And so keep it exciting. Yeah, but what I will say is we do have like like big changes are coming. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of exciting things. And uh, as soon as we're like ready to share them, obviously, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, I'll be the first to know. This was a question that I feel like we kind of answered again in the um, quitting your job to follow your dreams. But what does having a meaningful life mean to you? I'll just quickly say mine um, because I said it already. I think that having a meaningful life is is being happy. 
Um, and everybody's happiness is different from another person's and um, what might make somebody else happy won't make you happy and vice versa. So I think for me, it's just like sourcing out happiness. Um, again, like Charlotte said in Sex in the City, <laughs> you don't have to be happy all day, every day, but it, it helps to be happy every day. Yeah. Um, I think for me, just, yeah, like finding happiness through things other than like what we normally focus our attention and energy on, like our jobs and whatever. Like, you know, I like to find happiness in those external factors like nature and the dogs and my family and all that kind of stuff. Um, And in terms of like a meaningful life, I think that um, every day has meaning, you know, good and bad. It's true. Yeah. I'm I'm emotional today, so my (laughs) eyes started watering. (laughs) Uh, what is your goal for the podcast and who is your dream guest? Uh, world domination. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you never asked that. <laughs> I think, um, I think the goal for the podcast for me kind of has changed like throughout the season. Yeah. I think at first I thought it would just be fun, like something fun to do with you. Yeah. You meaning Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and all of you. Um, but I think now my goal is to, um, talk about topics that, um, help people or resonate with people because the feedback that we've gotten from some of the topics that we've covered has just been um, honestly life-changing and and amazing the things that people are saying um, and that we can kind of I don't know maybe start a conversation even yeah. if it's like you know however many people it's just so important and I think that that's like my continued goal who would mm, who would my dream guest be though I don't know I don't have an answer for that one I don't know if I do either I'm not like I don't like dream of like people (laughs) you know what I do want my my dream would be coming up with a guest that I would hope to have and having the reach to obtain those people Mm. like because I was reading in readers (laughs) I read readers digest (laughs) oh my god you and everyone over 70 (laughs) what is wrong with you (laughs) as that was coming out of my mouth I was like oops anyway should have just said an article (laughs) (laughs) i was reading in reader's digest about this um young woman who was uh misdiagnosed was it a young woman it was a young woman how dare you (laughs) she was misdiagnosed for a long time with uh some of her like chronic illnesses and stuff like that and i thought it would be so cool to be able to reach out to her and get her as a (laughs) stop laughing at me about reader's digest I just saw your face go from like, I was reading in Reader's Digest. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, go on. Anyway, I thought it would be cool to be able to reach out to her and have her on the podcast. But when I read this, the podcast wasn't even a thing yet, I don't think. Um, we were just like, obviously, conceptualizing it. And I think it would be cool to actually have that reach to, you know, have those people on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Did you answer that? What your goal was for the podcast? Um, I just think like the goal for me is like making it a little bit more of a long-term project. Like I think, yeah, I I wasn't putting too much thought into it originally. I was just like, this will be fun. Like, I think this will be like a good, like creative outlet and stuff like that. But I think now since starting it, I'm like, oh, this feels really right to me. Like it feels like something that I do want to like commit like time and energy to, to like have it be a longer term project. So that's really like my only thing that I can share. It's nice. Yeah. Um, oh, this is interesting. Something that I would never actually think of. I don't know if you want to answer this actually, but um, what's your ideal way for a fan slash subscriber to approach you in public? Oh, I've had this question asked to me before. Oh, have you? Yeah. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I think if you want to like come say hi, that's 
fine and normal to do. Um, I have ways that I don't like to be approached. For instance, when I'm crying in an airport, um, <laughs> but um, it's it's like it doesn't bother me like when I'm like out for dinner or anything like that, and people come up like because a lot of times they're like I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. yeah, okay. take take a shot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think I have fans. Okay, but. how dare you? How dare you? You have diehards. <laughs> but you're, you're gonna get the criers for sure. <laughs> If I did, I would feel exactly the same way. I don't care. Take as many pictures with me as you want. I don't even got, well, I mean, I'd be pretty embarrassed if I was crying, for sure. Yeah. If you were crying? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you were yeah, crying. Yeah, if I was, like, crying in an airport, like... I thought you them. meant crying to meet them. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> they were like, I love you, and you are like, I love I you, too. I probably would. <laughs> uh, what's the inspiration behind your podcast, and how did you decide on the content? Um... I think that we had both kind of like we had we discussed the idea of doing it and stuff like that. And we were thinking, like, would we want to have like a really structured theme? Um, And we were basically like, no, we want to just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever comes up. And, you know, there's there's been weeks where we've pushed other topics back because we wanted to get one out sooner because it was something that was going on in the world or whatever. Um, And and I like that flexibility. I like being able to just talk about whatever we have on our mind kind of thing. and in terms of like the name and stuff, I think we were just like sitting there trying to brainstorm. And then I can't remember who said, but someone was like, yeah, I don't remember either. Someone was basically like, I just want to make this like these topics like approachable. And then we like looked at each other and we were like, well, there's the name. <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment because we like weeks and weeks before we were at actually the nail salon, like trying to come up with um, like names for the podcast and we couldn't come up with something. And we, we had some rough contenders. Oh yeah, we do. I, I remember let us chat was one of them. Okay. You know, and perhaps that was a visionary thing to say. I don't know, <laughs> but I do remember sitting in your beauty room and, and the aha moment where we both just looked at each other and Sam like got on her keyboard and was looking it up and she's like, it's not taken. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the other thing too. It's like, sometimes you come up with a good name, but then it's like trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, like Damn it. yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one is for Sam, I think. Uh, how do you know if you're ready for marriage and if it's the right decision? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, hmm, how do I say this? Well, it was literally last night that I was like, Matt, I'm nervous to marry you. <laughs> um, I don't think there was like a moment where I was like, I'm ready now. Like, I think that it was more so just something where the more, the closer we get to the wedding, the more I'm like, it's, this is fine. It's going to be fine. And like, I, I think that I more so just felt um like I've been in relationships and I've been in um flings and this is like the only time that I felt like I'm in like a partnership where I'm like okay like we're working towards common goals like we you know like we try to be conscious of each other's things and whatever like you know and and I think that it just does feel more like we're working towards something together rather than like we're living two lives separately kind of going in different directions yeah um and so that made me feel a lot more confident about the idea of like staying with this person long term and I think like ultimately for me I had to like let go of the idea of there being this like immaculate divine person that was going to be like the one and like we're never gonna have problems and like there's no chance of us divorcing because like that's not (laughs) realistic right like and even it doesn't matter like how much you love someone like you can grow apart there's so many things about my life that changes so constantly and same with Matt's life and everything and so I think that it's just more so like you wake up you make the decision and 
go on with your life and like to yeah. me the decision feels right right now so I I follow it and if it stopped feeling right then see you later Matt <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people have asked similar questions um but how have you and Sam stayed such close friends for so long um I would say we've always been friends um I would say that like our friendship hasn't it's not like it's gotten like worse or better but I would say that we've been like closer yeah in the past year than we have been since probably high school um whenever we would like get back together like in a city or whatever because I lived in Toronto and she lived in Vancouver or I lived in Saskatoon and she lived in Vancouver or whatever every time we did meet up it felt normal and it felt like organic and stuff but um I think just from my side like having the understanding that we were both on different like life journeys for a while and respecting that from each other and just always kind of having the respect of a best friend regardless of how often we like text or communicate or whatever yeah um because as you grow up I mean if you're not like in somebody's life every day or whatever um it it is hard to continue a, a relationship like long distance and stuff like that so like allowing the relationship to breathe doesn't mean that it's over it just means like this is what we're doing right now yeah and I think that like not having that stress and that pressure of feeling like we had to keep up with one another kind Mm -hmm. of thing is what helped our relationship long term because I mean yeah like there was months that would go by where we wouldn't talk and it wasn't like hey just wondering what's going on haven't heard from you like it's just like we we know what's going on like you're living your life and I'm living mine so (laughs) yeah I think that um yeah I think just being conscious of each other and trying to be there when we need to be there even from afar like we tried Mm -hmm. to do that I think um and yeah yeah I think so too uh if you could spend the day with one person dead or alive who would it be and why um I would obviously spend it with my dad (laughs) um (laughs) I don't think I need to explain why yeah uh don't know I'm not like I don't have a lot of that feeling of like I want to meet this person so bad because I don't, I don't think I care. So me. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Ooh, or what if we changed the question? That's not the thing we're doing, but we're doing it now. Yeah. Dead or alive or animal that could talk to you. Talking killer well. (laughs) That's what Matt said in the video. Um, Someone was like, someone asked him, he was like, who would you want to talk to dead or alive? And Matt was like, um, I think he said like Martin Luther King or something like that, and then he was like, "Oh, uh, talking killer whale, talking killer whale." <laughs> I'm like, of all the fucking things, you weirdo. Um, anyway, uh, or an animal? No, I still don't. I because you couldn't. My answer still no. You couldn't pick between Arrow and Kuma. Is I don't want why? them to talk. Why? Because that would ruin the dynamic. If your dog could talk to you and they gave you even a little bit of lip, you'd be like, "I didn't think you were like this." <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. Are you guys going to do a second season? Hell yeah. We don't. No, this is it. <laughs> We've had about enough. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't really plan on stopping. The only reason that we want to take hiatus between seasons is so that our content um, stays worthwhile, yeah. I guess, because we could sit here and just like bullshit but i don't think that that's fair to release we want to plan it yeah exactly um what kind of difficulties have you two faced in your friendship slash how to revive struggling friendships (laughs) um i mean i think that we well you had like talked about like 
you know, us, obviously, we lived, like, in very different parts of the world. Um, and so, like, we weren't seeing each other often and stuff like that. And that was fine for us. Like, I don't feel like it was ever something that really was an issue. No. We just kind of saw each other when we saw each other and talked when we wanted to and didn't when we didn't. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, we have had, like, falling outs and stuff like that, like most friendships do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like there was ever, like, from what I recall, I don't feel like in any of our falling outs it was something where, like, we even meant to rekindle I think it just kind of happened it just happened yeah yeah and I think that's what I would say to like how do you what did they say revive revive right um that's what I think what I would say to like reviving a friendship is um if it's meant to be revived it will just happen organically I remember when I was in middle school I had this really good friend she was really like she was so nice so sweet and we did just have a falling out um just because she like made different friends and I was kind of like doing my own thing and I remember being really sad about it because I missed that friendship and I messaged her and I was like you know it'd be cool if like when we go back to school because this was in the summer um you know we could be friends again and she was like I think that if it's like if it's like something that happens it happens if not it doesn't and I was really hurt by that obviously but um she was such a different person after that summer and I um was yeah I was just different too and so it didn't like our friendship didn't make sense it's not that there was like this big thing like we never had a fight or whatever it was just that like she was going down one path and I was going down another Another. and it was just you know so and I think that that sometimes happens and you can still like have love for each other Mm -hmm. um but maybe you're just different maybe you outgrew each other yeah yeah how how has moving in together affected your friendship (laughs) I don't think it really did like in a way I don't think it like affected it like in the way that people would think it would kind of thing suck on that Dawn (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think we just spent I obviously we spend a lot more time together and stuff like that but I don't think that it was something where we had to like adjust even really no um I think that I think what happens in a lot of cases when you move in with somebody is you can get on each other's nerves and stuff like that but I live in a completely different area of the house. So we both have our own spaces and um, like we're not scared to be like, oh, I'm going to go do this today or whatever. Yeah, it's not like we're like roommates so much as like... Yeah. 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 Like I have a completely different suite in the house. So yeah, we have like a little bit of separation that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's affected us in the better because I'm happier and I think you're happier. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. I'll give you that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, how has making and releasing the podcast affected you two individually? We kind of already talked about this, but um, I think that it's like sparked my passion for what we're doing. Um, and it's made me realize that you can like make something where nothing was before. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, how did you meet? Oh, a classic story. Mm. <laughs> a classic love story um actually sam and i have a video on sam's youtube channel um where what was the actual video ask my best friend i think it was I think so yeah this is actually from before i lived with sam too and it was really fun but we talk all about like how we met and like kind of our friendship and stuff like that but the short story is we met in high school yeah <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely curious about Alyssa's day-to-day journey into acting and how it's going. It is soul crushing. (laughs) No, it is, it is hard and there are a lot of really tiresome moments and, um, like thoughts of doubt and stuff like that. It's not an easy, I don't think any like passion is an easy career path to choose, but it's important obviously. Um, but yeah, things are good. I'm 
continuing to go down the path that I have to. I'm still taking extras work. I'm going to casting director workshops. I was until recently in scene study and stuff. I have an agent. I went on an audition recently. So I'm just... I'm trying to away. Yeah, I'm trying to make it happen. But honestly, it's, you know, I mean, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think you're doing well. Thanks, Sam. For what it's worth. What, uh, somebody asked, what's the biggest change that you implemented that positively affected your mental health? Oh, wow. Oh, where do I begin? (laughs) Um, okay, this is a recent change of mine. And this seems silly kind of but like it's actually made a huge difference two things actually I'm going to mention um so the first thing is uh starting to utilize an agenda Mm. um just because I use that to plan out my day so I have less anxiety and stress around missing appointments or whatever kind of things like that um and then also because I use that to check off every single thing I do in the day so even if it's something like um like I'll pencil in like reading or art or whatever Mm. um like self-care things and then when I check that off it becomes just as important as everything else in my day so I start to actually prioritize um you know like taking care of myself alongside my work and all the other crap that I have to do um and then recently I uh just like put a sim card into an old phone so now I have like my regular phone um that like everyone has that number um and then I have my second phone now which like I think there's like six contacts in that phone yeah um and it's like the people who would like need to get in contact with me kind of thing so obviously like my parents and Matt and you and stuff so um it's like emergency contacts and that has really helped because on that second phone I have no apps no FaceTime no like nothing like it's literally just if you need to contact me you can and there's nothing else on there which is nice because I was spending so much time on my phone and I was I was noticing that at the end of the day I felt really really um emotionally and like mentally drained and exhausted like to the point where like I didn't even want to have like I didn't even want to talk to Matt at the end of the day because I was so exhausted like from just soaking up all this like negativity and like anger all day because of reading stuff that made me mad and just different stuff like that. So I think like those are the two biggest changes that I have made recently that have made a huge difference. Yeah, I think me, uh, I don't know. I, I'm coming up on one month of no alcohol and yeah, I know four days away. Um, I'm not saying that I'll never drink alcohol again or anything, but, uh, like I said, alcohol gives me really bad anxiety and more so even just like that day of like like feeling such low self-worth afterwards even if I just have a couple or whatever so I just decided when I got back from Vegas that I was going to not drink alcohol until I felt like it um and not like oh I want to drink but like okay I'm gonna go back now and I haven't had that moment and I think that it has been really a positive change for me so I'm gonna keep that going until I don't feel like it anymore would you guys ever do an episode with Matt about his addiction history Oh, it's coming, baby. She's on the way. When I first asked Matt about that, he was like, the world's not ready for my story. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. But then uh, he he came back to me a couple days later and he was like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. So yeah, we are going to do a podcast all about it. Uh, Ask those juicy cues. Phil, what's your favorite candy? <laughs> candy? Ugh, where do I begin? <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can guess. Okay. Oh, shoot. There's so many. Okay, wait. Exactly. Not chocolate. We're taking out chocolate. Okay. It's only like candy candy. Okay. Let me think. 
I mean, I'm going to have to go with those rainbow things because mm. you said yesterday that they're your favorite. They're divine. The rainbow leathers. I do love rainbow belts. Would that be your favorite, do you think? I'd say. It's like a, it's like a rare treat now. But yeah. yeah, that's it's up there. Other than that, I think that I would probably say nerds, but I don't know if that's true. Skittles. Oh, goodness. You haven't eaten Skittles in front of me in like, I don't even know how long. That's not accurate. It. When was the last time? A couple months ago. <laughs> sorry for trying to wean off uh what personality trait do you admire about one another and wish you had as well love you girls thank you love you too mm, i'm gonna have to get you to go first on that one let me like give this a real solid think okay i would say i it's so hard to put it into words but i would say like your charm charisma yeah i mean honestly your humor is freaking hilarious so i do i I just don't know if i would want it because i don't think i could pull it off anyway but (laughs) like i think that my humor is like kind of like being an embarrassing person which is like funny but um yeah I, i but i don't think i would choose that i think i would choose like your like i don't give a fuck attitude and that's not like a negative it's a blessing and a curse (laughs) i'll tell you that (laughs) yeah because i think that it's so amazing to watch you conduct like business (laughs) because because you just like you stand by what your like beliefs and your morals are and you're like i don't really care because that this isn't going to happen if if you don't change your fucking attitude (laughs) basically (laughs) so i just i wish that i any oh. sponsors want to come on the podcast? <laughs> you could deal with me directly. <laughs> no kidding. I just think I think that you're a very strong woman, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think I'm I'm you're rubbing off on me a little bit. So Ooh. yeah, I'm just like I'm conducting business now. Look at you. Yeah, but before I was like, yeah, for sure, no, of course. Um. Okay. One trait of yours. Ooh. I'm kind of torn between two different things. I would say either your work ethic because you have good work ethic. <laughs> that's an understatement. Or, but then that just doesn't go in line with my I don't give a fuck attitude. That's the problem. <laughs> um, or I would say like your discretion because like I feel like that's always at the front of your mind and it's like more at the back of mine. Because mm. like I just, I think that, I think that especially because I've been online so long, I just assume that anything I say is getting passed on to two million people. <laughs> basically and so I think that like you like I've just like watched how much discretion you have for like basically everything in your life Mm. and like that's just like not a quality that I've like focused on basically in my life right but I admire it you know what you've said that to me a couple times actually and I never thought about it before I think because it's literally such a like core part of your values that it's something you don't think about yeah oh that's nice so yeah, I'm a vault to anybody who needs, <laughs> who needs. You need to vent. You're going to have people be like, hi, Alyssa. <laughs> like, all up in your DMs. Yeah, unless it's illegal. I don't want to hear about that stuff. <laughs> I don't need to be an accomplice. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, any advice on how to stop dating men who are bad for you and your mental health? Let me, let me talk to you about this. <laughs> I have really only dated men who are bad for me. <laughs> no I'm just kidding I did when I was um in high school and stuff and then right after and I think that there's a really dangerous part of people that you can get swept up in something that feels so exciting and you can mistake lust for love a lot of times and um codependency for love and stuff like that and I think becoming as self-aware as you can 
is really important and understanding that you are a whole person without that person and and then just making sure that you create boundaries and stuff from what you accept from your next partner that's I think that that's huge just creating like what solid advice thank you no problem what would you say Say leave them (laughs) (laughs) frankly like close the garage door I close the garage door man (laughs) I wish everyone could hear that story. I freaking love that story. I'm happy to freaking talk about it. When we do our relationship podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really struggling at my new job. Have you guys ev- even... Oh, sorry. Have you guys ever felt inadequate at a job? Oh my God, of course. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I'm a human. Um, I think something that really helped me at Cactus Club, which was a restaurant that I worked at for eight years, um, was having... Uh, a line of communication with my superiors Mm. because I think that a lot of companies don't give feedback enough and so you're kind of left in the like in the wilderness being like yeah like what am I doing am I doing enough or whatever um I think doing everything to the best of your ability is important that's like a core part of my values as well uh (laughs) yeah um and as I think that as long as you're doing that there's nothing else that somebody can ask from you but if you're confused about something always ask the question because it's better to ask the question when you're in training than to be like four or five or six months down the line and still not know how to do something because you were too scared to ask the question yeah and in line with that if you're too scared to ask the question then maybe it's not the right place for you either because you should be with a a supervisor who you feel comfortable talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like feeling inadequate too is just like a very human emotion that like goes into so many different things beyond like work. Um, It's just normal, you know? Yeah. Was that an incredible follow-up to your speech? Well, it was because I didn't actually even think about the whole inadequate thing. I was thinking of it coming from like a corporate standpoint. (laughs) Okay, great. I'm so glad. (laughs) So happy to contribute where I can. Okay, so very exciting, you guys. We have another sponsor. It's very exciting for my armpits specifically. So today's sponsor is Native Deodorant. And I'm ecstatic about this personally because I just personally use the brand and I have been for a few months now. Um, I made the switch to natural, like aluminum-free deodorant in January. What a, what a time that was, truly. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, almost caused a divorce between me and Matt. <laughs> she was a stinky gal. I truly was. I was, like, Googling, like, is this normal? Like, am I normal? Or is this, like, just, is something going so wrong? Um, turns out I just needed to switch deodorant. So I've been using the cucumber and mint scent from Native Deodorant for the past few months, which... It's, I mean, it's simply divine. It's honestly, it smells so good. Like it doesn't smell harsh or anything. Like it smells like such a natural scent. And honestly, it's probably because native, like it's, it uses natural ingredients like coconut oil and um, like shea butter and stuff like that, like uh, tapioca starch and, and stuff. And it, I just think that it's so important to be using stuff that's found in nature. We're going back. We're going back old school, man. Yeah. Bringing it back. Um, it's also formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. So it's really good for those of you with sensitivities and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They do have unscented formulas and baking soda-free formulas as well um, if you have sensitivities to that. So if you guys want to try Native Deodorant, you guys can get 20% off your first purchase uh, if you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code APPROACHABLE. It's super cool too because they don't test on animals. So um, if that's something that you're passionate about as well, which obviously um, is a huge thing, that's amazing. 
thing. And there's also no risk to try because Native offers uh, free returns and exchanges in the U.S. So, you know, it's like... I mean, why not? Kind of like a why not situation. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to try Native Deodorant, you can go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code APPROACHABLE for 20% off your first order. So thank you so much to Native, not only for sponsoring this uh, this podcast this week, but also for, um, you know, keeping me stank free. Yeah, really making, appreciate that. Making our yoga situations a little less stanky. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you like to play board slash card games together? Sorry if it's a lame question. Board games are never a lame question, okay? You literally, like, pinpointed Alyssa's passion. <laughs> that is, okay, my passion is acting and board games. <laughs> Truly. I was like, what do you want to do for your birthday this year? And she was like, I think just, you know, like, maybe we could all get together and play board games. It would be really nice. I'm like, so what we did last year? Okay, great. Yeah, I'll plan for that. <laughs> like, this isn't really something we had to discuss, I guess. <laughs> I actually found a picture, too, of Sam and I um, at one of my birthday parties. I think it was, like, my 17th or 16th birthday party um, playing Monopoly. It's been, like, 10 years. That wasn't even a birthday party, dude. That, that was, was literally just the first party. time I saw you. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. The first time we ever hung out, we played Monopoly. Yeah. And then also on my birthday, we played Monopoly okay. because there was a birthday cake in the in the picture. Mm, and I remember flavor. it. Uh, I think it was an ice cream cake. I was like I was eating the candle in the picture like I was sucking on the candle everyone freaking gets an ice cream cake no I like fruit flan (laughs) (laughs) fruit flan board games and reader's digest (laughs) what more is there to life Of all the things. Literally, that's the last fucking thing I would expect to come out of your mouth. Fruit flan? I like it. It's different from a fruit cake. Fruit flan is delicious. (laughs) Anyway. Yes, we love playing board games and card games. We just have to make sure to stay calm. (laughs) Board games are like hit and miss for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like it taps into like the most like animal side of myself (laughs) yeah i can't handle it yeah i definitely had to like learn how to um play board games but we're (laughs) we're good now (laughs) where do you see yourself in five years dream big we do oh yeah oh we do where do i see myself in five years um still living in sam's house (laughs) (laughs) um or owning like a cul-de-sac um on the lake somewhere together (laughs) okay wow those are two very different (laughs) Living in <laughs> someone else's house or owning an entire cul-de-sac. That's what I mean. One of like, the two. Either we own like a house um, on the lake and like I live in it still, but you guys like are married and whatever. Or we both own houses on the same street type of situation. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, my five-year goals, I would like to start some more businesses. Um, that's an exciting prospect to me. And then I'd like to um, build my own house, not with my hands, but rather like design the layout mm. and do that. Yeah. So I guess also I should put in that I am expecting to be a millionaire. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, these are some lofty goals I have. <laughs> I actually, yeah, to be real, like I don't actually know what my five-year goals are because Right now, my life is in such like, uh, uh, like flex. Is that a thing? Flex? 
fluctuation anyway it's changing a lot because sometimes i feel like i'd like to be like a series regular or something on a show and then the next day i'm like ugh, but like do i want that or do i want to try to continue something in like the social media space or whatever so i think that in five years i just hope that i'm happy and i would like to own a house like realistically um and or cul-de-sac and or cul-de-sac i think that that's relax (laughs) i think that that's that i feel like this is a good follow-up question hit me Alyssa, when are you planning to move out and what is the plan for when you do? Well, um, once I can buy a cul-de-sac, then I will be moving out. <laughs> uh, so sorry, I guess it's not great for you. Um, I just put my foot on the table, not like me moving out. Um, I, this is the thing, is like we work together, like we have this business together now. I think that I would move out when Matt told me to leave. <laughs> yeah um or when i had enough money to like buy a house but i think that i would still want to live like in proximity yeah like close proximity yeah i think like it's gonna be a really not fun transition if we do have to like live far away from each other at some point i mean emotionally just logically yeah it just doesn't make sense yeah so i think like i'm honestly just gonna lifer (laughs) yeah ride it out here for (laughs) a long time uh, Sam, do you want kids? I do. Yeah. Do you want kids? How many do you want? Three? Uh, well, don't know. I'm going to have to experience the push before I solidify that answer. Um, because potentially zero. <laughs> um, but I, in my mind, I want three. Yeah. Matt wants two. Cut. Matt wants two? Mm-hmm. Ah, you could talk him into it. That's what I think. I'm like, I think I'm going to like bear one child and you'll be like, Give them all to me. That's what I think. I think he's going to be so in love. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa, when you were a dancer, what kind did you do? Um, it's been so long, but I was a, uh, I took ballet, jazz, and I took hip hop for one year and realized that mm, I'm not fly. <laughs> Sam, favorite vacation? Favorite vacation? Japan. Backwards, mm. forwards, man. And why? Um, Japan is just, like, a really, like, special place in my heart. Like, I really, really love, um, the, like, look and feel of Japan. The food is fantastic. The people are, like, lovely. It's, like, a really beautiful culture. Um, like, just honestly, everything about it. Like, I just think it's such a cool place to travel. And it's something that's so unique and so different from, you know, like, a lot of, like, Western places. So I really like it. What about you? My favorite vacation? Yeah. She acts surprised. I, well, because I haven't really been as many places as you. Doesn't matter. Um, I think that Australia was really nice. Uh, my partner Glenn and I had a really good time there. I got to meet his little sisters, who I'm obsessed with. I love them so much. They're so sweet. Um, they're quite a bit younger, so I think they were seven, nine, and twelve or something like that when I was there, and it was just so great to get to know them. And I don't know. I always wanted to go to Australia. Mm. So yeah, I think that would have been my favorite. Uh, Sam, what's something people don't understand about your life, but you wished they would? Uh, I think that like, I think that there are people that understand perfectly fine. I think there's people that think I'm living this like luxury lifestyle and that I never have problems and whatever, but it's just like, I'm still, I'm still like living like a very like normal life for the most part. And yeah, I would agree with that. Like I you know like there's no glamorous 
thing happening really like the thing is is i think that you can make anything look glamorous on social media yeah and you never know what's happening behind the scenes or whatever so i think that you've got to experience a lot of things that maybe other people haven't but i think that that could be said for really anybody yeah for sure as well how do you balance your time between each other and your partners we don't no we really don't well okay so like matt kind of i don't so matt is like a very first of all he's an only child secondly like matt's like a very like introverted person so he when we first started dating he was like why do you want to like do everything together (laughs) and i was like so hurt by it because like i'd been in like my past relationships where like we literally did everything together so i was like what the hell but then i got used to it and then once i got used to it and started doing stuff on my own he was like why don't we spend time together it's like you chose this life matt um but yeah like matt's like a very like like we just let each other like do our own thing and i think that that's actually like what's been better for our relationship is that like i can go on about my day he goes on about his day we meet back up to like eat sushi somewhere in the middle (laughs) pretty accurate so i don't yeah sam and i do spend the majority of the day together most days i've tried to take time off from like mine and sam's hangout sessions when glenn has a day off so glenn has friday saturday sundays off so i try to make sure that i'm available if he wants to like hang out and do stuff and um whatever but i would say that you and i spend more like i would say that you and i spend far more time together than we do with our partners yeah well and i think that like also because like matt runs his own business we're now like running a business together Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah work comes first in this household that is actually true (laughs) what's the hardest decision you've had to make in life so far how did you decide i think like i'm usually so like set in like one direction or the other that i don't feel like i'm the worst with these questions Mm. what do you think i feel like i've had so many um i I mean the one that like pops to my mind is like I feel like this is always like, I know it's not like escape, but like, like a scapegoat or whatever, whatever that's called, but it's like always about my dad. But, um, I think that's yeah, fair. <laughs> One of the hardest decisions was to admit him to hospital because he was really stoic. Um, probably maybe that's where I get it from. Um, but he acted like he was a lot better off than he was. And so I had to fight to get him in like admitted to hospital because the doctors thought that he had a lot more time than he actually had. Um, just because they only saw him yeah when he was trying to act tough yeah exactly and they they weren't doing tests at this point because they already knew it was terminal so they didn't obviously know and see him when he was at home and stuff and so it was really hard because my dad did want to be at home like he wanted to be at home as long as possible um and he ended up passing away uh, i think seven days into um being in the hospital so (coughs) it was obviously the right decision um but it was hard to make at the time and he actually the the day that he got admitted it had been like six hours or whatever um he thanked me because he was obviously so much more comfortable because i'm not a i'm not a nurse i can't like administer any um medication or anything and so he was so much more comfortable in hospital so that was like um like probably the hardest decision hopefully the hardest decision i'll ever have to make i can't imagine making a harder one but um another one was probably it's not even on the same like wavelength as this but uh, maybe a little bit more relatable but um leaving my first boyfriend Mm. it was a really really hard decision for me because I did love him so deeply and was very codependent with him and stuff like that so it was really hard to decide if I was going to leave him or not yeah Alyssa how do your migraines affect your vision I have migraine with aura uh 
<clears throat> also, I sometimes get aura with no migraine and I'm always scared I'm having a stroke. Same. <laughs> My migraines present in a really weird way. So, um, I, um, yeah, I can't, I get like pinhole vision and everything kind of around it goes really fuzzy and almost like it's vibrating. Um, and then my speech gets impaired so I can't talk properly and I can't formulate words or think about the words or be able to spell or anything like that. So that's how my migraines, um, present. How many plants has Sam killed? How dare you? First of all, (laughs) um, okay. There just so happened to be some plants in the frame that died. First of all, here's what happened. Um, I used to live in a really bright apartment and I thought I was Mother Nature and then I moved my plants to this dark home and a lot of them died at that point. However, almost all of the plants that I've moved in since have lived. Maybe three in the past year have died. That's pretty good because you have 40. Now I have 40. Now I have probably closer to 50 something because i just bought a bunch the other day so maybe 55 plants (laughs) we don't even live in a house we live in a greenhouse yeah (laughs) and it's not enough like i'm looking around this room and i'm like "Mm -hmm." a couple spots i could see that could stand to be filled (laughs) how cool would it be like like, like a bunch of like hanging plants from the ceiling wouldn't that be so nice that sounds like spider heaven it sounds like heaven heaven (laughs) um how does matt feel about Alyssa living with him and sam does he feel like the third wheel um (laughs) again like I think Matt's just like such a like like individual like he doesn't I don't think he really cares to be honest yeah I think there was a short time where he was like I want to spend more time with you but it was just because like he was sensitive that week and then he got over it I think Matt's warming up to me I think so too I think so eight months later yeah (laughs) eight months later um what episode from this season were you most passionate about and why hmm um i am gonna give it well no i can give a top one top one (laughs) um the uh what choices made you who you are Mm -hmm. episode i think was like one of my favorites because i think it was like a really good opportunity to like learn more about like us as like people and I just, I, I thought that was a good episode. I really liked that one. I think mine might have been the depression and anxiety episode. Really? Yeah, because I think it was the first time I had really, really like... Had a sit down about it. Yeah, talked about anxiety. And I was going through a lot of anxiety at that point. So, yeah. Well, and that's one that I feel like people reference a lot. Like people come back about that one all the time. And so yeah. I think that one felt special because like it was something that resonated with a lot of people right okay juicy questions from samantha ravendall i've got some cues for yous first and foremost Mm -hmm. what three words would you use to describe me and then i will tell you mine about you you had time to think about this that's not there i didn't think about it i wrote it down and i saved it for later okay um sorry three words to describe you yeah Driven, mm-hmm. creative. I'll take it. Inspiring. Ooh. Okay. Okay. What are my three words? I would say for you, I would say hardworking. Hmm. Um. Stoic. Oh. <laughs> and I wouldn't say stoic. Because <laughs> um, you almost choked to death, and I still felt like you were probably going to be okay, and you were going to make it out alive because you would just like will yourself to that. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> and what else would I use? Um, I think I'd be like people person or something oh. like that. Yeah, those are probably be my three words like right off the top of my head. Uh, what's your biggest fear? <laughs> Why did you use that face? <laughs> no, I just started laughing thinking about you being like the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, my biggest fear used to be spiders, but that is, I wish that was my biggest fear now. Um, I honestly am like almost too scared to even say it <laughs> because then I feel like it might happen. But I have like an immense fear. I, I, yeah, I have an immense fear of the nighttime. So not like the dark because I can have all of the lights on in the house and it can be night on, like night on outside. Night on. <laughs> it can be nighttime and still be like just so, so, so scared. And it's been a thing since forever. And um, yes, I'm dealing with it in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what's your I'm biggest, working on it. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Um... If, like, realistically, probably, like, dying. Mm. Um, also, my parents dying mm. is, like, a really, like, real-life fear mm-hmm. that I'm not ready for. And I, I don't, don't think anybody's ready for that. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen anyways. I'm just hoping for the best. Um, yeah, I think they're immortal. But if we're going irrational fear, chains in water. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Even over feet. Feet isn't, like, a fear. It's, like, a pure, disgust. strong disgust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's something that someone has said to you that you never forgot? Oh. <laughs> you guys think you had good questions. <laughs> Look at that. Look at what I just pulled out. Oh, I know that there's one that I always go back to and now I can't think of it right now. What's yours? Um, I feel like I have a few, but there was one that you said to me at one point. Mm-hmm. You had said something about, um... Like, basically, that, like, I don't let, like, my partners, like, hold me back kind of thing. Mm. Um, And I just remember that, like, I didn't feel, like, strong in that way at all. Like, I didn't look at myself that way. And I was in the middle of, like, a really, really difficult relationship where, like, I didn't feel in control at all. And I felt like that person was, like, fully, like, taking over my life kind of thing. And so I think that, like, that was just, like, really, like, empowering to me. And it, like, I, I go back to that a lot like whenever I'm having like a hard time in a relationship I always go back to like the fact that like you viewed me that way and I was like yeah you're damn right (laughs) get the fuck out um I need I kind of well there was that conversation in the car when I came here for one of my friend's funerals that um obviously was life-changing for me um basically where you said like that you were worried about me but it was like it was the whole like conversation so I can't really even like put it down into something so I um that's like a life-changing conversation but what I'll say I honestly don't know who said this to me or if I even came up with it I can't remember (laughs) but um it's a Pinterest quote (laughs) probably but it just if you don't love me at my worst you you don't don't deserve deserve me at my my best (laughs) no um but it's that there's um there's no limit to the amount of times that you can start over Mm -hmm. and I kind of like um have lived my life by that because I've obviously like I've made a ton of like bad choices and gone down many different avenues and stuff like that and there truly is just like no limit to the amount of times that you can like reinvent yourself yeah and I really don't know where I got that I think it actually might have been from that Macklemore song and I just kind of like changed it a little bit um because he was like I can be an example of starting over and I was just like it's right there's no limit but um yeah I'll never forget that I like that one wherever it was from um what's your favorite memory together oh goodness i i can't pick one you can pick a top three 
Okay. Top five, top five, top five. I don't know. I don't know if I can even put them in order. Um, okay. One of them is there was this day after school in high school that I didn't have to work, which was like very few and far between. Rare. Yeah. And I asked you if you wanted to go to H2O with me, which is a water park center thing. And you said, I don't, I just like, how are we going to get there? And I was like, I have my license. It was like right after I got my license. And so after school, we went and got our bathing suits and we went and we sat on these like foam things for like, I don't even know how long it felt like hours. And we talked about like opening a spa and like our, (laughs) like our future and stuff like that. And then afterwards we went to this little market and got like uh like cupcakes and stuff like that I can't remember but it was just like it's such like a nice wholesome like memory and that was yeah I really love looking back at that moment it makes me feel good um and then I would say maybe like New York sometime in New York maybe like (laughs) you flooding the bath (laughs) I was just thinking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I don't know. Like being in that museum with you, I think it was the first time I had ever been to the Met. No, MoMA. 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 Um, and I saw Starry Night and stuff like that. And Sam was just telling me about all of the art and stuff like that. Cause I'm not well versed in art at all. And I feel like Sam has like quite a bit of knowledge. Um, and it was just like so beautiful. Cause you and I hadn't like really spent a lot of time together in the past, like however long surrounding that. And so it was just like really cool to see like how, like kind of world that you would become and and whatever and just like getting to learn and like kind of I don't know it was just it felt like a special trip yeah like that whole trip just felt really really special to me and I felt like more myself than I had in a really long time oh yeah now I'm gonna really good avocado (laughs) toast on that trip yeah we did have and we ate it every goddamn day (laughs) and then I lost two hundred dollars in a house coat so that sucked but (laughs) that was hurtful that was hurtful um what would be my third one I don't know. We've had so many good memories. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond was... You know what? That was a good memory. Yeah. Going to Bed Bath & Beyond that one time. I don't know. Probably mm, going to Gen Beauty with you as well was really exciting. Oh my God, really? I know that it's not your favorite. But again, it was just like so cool to get to hang out with you and like see that side of your Oh, life. the one in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, getting to like see that side of your life and... I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> People cried <laughs> to get to oh, meet you. Lord. <laughs> Lordy Lord. Yeah. I have that Instagram post saved in my phone. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very nice. I'm sure, I'm sure that I could think of so many more favorite memories, but those are just the ones that that's I'm That's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite memories with Sam. A novel. <laughs> what, what's your favorite memory? What do you think it is? Because you said you thought that you could guess. I think I know what it is. I think it was when you were having a hard time and we drove down to the docks. Ugh. She already knows. (laughs) You can tell it then. Um, Yeah, it was just uh, we were in high school. Were we even hanging out a ton at that time? I kind of think we weren't really. Yeah, I don't don't remember really. I think I was hanging out with Rich a lot. Yeah. Um, But we, so basically, yeah, I was just like having a hard time in high school and stuff like that. This was like after my brother's accident. um, And... Alyssa and I had just like driven down to this like beach kind of thing these docks and we were just like sitting in her car and like we like tipped the seats all the way back and we were just like laughing and like having a good time kind of thing and it was like it was just a moment where like I felt really really good and like I think that I felt like things like could be okay basically and so like it was just a really good moment for me oh wait I just thought of a 
a nice one as well. Okay. Um, we, in high school, we had our lockers in the drama room in this little room called the green room, which is like where you get changed for, um, like plays and stuff like that. It's like a dressing room. And Sam and I, did you have a spare or did you just always skip that class? Okay. How dare you? My mother listens to this. <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, you turned out great anyway. So <laughs> I'm so sorry, Michelle. I basically, I, it was really hard for me. I was late. <laughs> I was late for classes. I never once skipped. <laughs> Perfect attendance. Um, anyway, we, I had a spare. <laughs> I think Sam had a spare. Anyway, we had the same spare and we made a dance up to Kesha. Oh. And I feel like we've brought that dance back like so many times since. Oh, we have. And it was just such a good like memory because we were the only ones in there. And sometimes like the older kids would make fun of us. (laughs) And they were always rightfully so. (laughs) (laughs) Bullying is never okay. And um, yeah, and they weren't in there. So it was just us and we got to be like super like goofy and stuff like that so i really liked that memory that was a good memory that was good i like how a lot of these like we bring back to high school yeah <laughs> um what was your fondest memory of childhood um i'm gonna have to think about that one you go first okay so hmm, mine is probably we have a cabin out in saskatchewan of all places to have a cabin truly um and <laughs> we would like spend summers there a lot of the time when we were kids and stuff and like I think those were just like really like fond memories for me because we would like catch frogs one time we accidentally cooked them to death <gasps> it was very sad um wait accidentally <laughs> well because we had put them in this pail of water um and then we like went inside for lunch and we came back down and all the water had evaporated and they were cooked at the bottom oh no it was horrible um but yeah, we just had like a lot of fun like playing in the lake and like swimming and just like it was just a really like fun time and like it's something that I remember like I would get along with my brothers for the most part when we were at the cabin, Aww. which like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like we huge. fought tons when we were kids. So yeah, that was probably and it's like it was something where like both my parents were obviously away from work when we were there. Mm. So it was just like good times. Um, I had like a I don't know, my childhood was kind of like, hmm you know had a lot of ups and downs yeah um but I guess the one that like comes to mind and it's just because I'm on the spot um I remember snuggling with my mom one time (laughs) and I remember the feeling so well like I always explain I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before but I explain it like my heart fills up like 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 physically like a pitcher like filling a glass of water and I remember like snuggling my mom and being like oh my goodness like I just can't get close enough to you that's how I feel with my dogs (laughs) and she was like okay well why don't we spoon and it was the first time I'd ever like heard of spooning or whatever and I was like I don't know what you mean and she's like you know how like spoons sit in a drawer together and I'm like yeah she's like we'll do that and so then like I was a little spoon and she spooned me and I was just like (laughs) oh I just love you so much um I don't know I, I remember that like so vividly and it's just I don't know. And then we ate fruit flan. <laughs> Whatever. I love my mom. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite smell? Um. Wow. I. I think my favorite smell is actually probably the smell of like hot sand. Ooh. Yeah. Like I remember smelling it in Mexico and in Nicaragua. Um. Just like being on the beach. I don't know if it's like the smell of like sand mixed with the ocean because mm. I think it, I don't think that I smell that like from a lake divine yeah but I really like that smell just like the mm, yeah just a vacation yeah the smell of vacation <laughs> yeah. for sure uh mine is the yeah mine is probably the forest um because like I just like when you're like 
out way 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 in the forest and like it smells like sweet almost like you can smell like all the trees and like the dirt and like rain and like oh yeah yeah, like it's just so good like it just brings me like complete and like utter peace in my mind i knew that that was sam's because every time we go dog paws oh yeah you do love a smell of a yeasty dog paw i do (laughs) it's just like it's a it's like a dog only smell so it's so comforting yeah i love it um what is the easiest way to defy your trust (laughs) um i would say if i've said something in confidentiality yeah and you tell somebody yeah because I don't often say things in confidentiality because I know how you know people are um so if I have it's because I trust you 100% and so like you know going against that is like made the mistake once not doing it again (laughs) now I assume everything's in confidentiality (laughs) (laughs) that mistake was not that bad like it was like Oh, whatever. It's the easiest way to defy your trust. It is, but that one was like, ugh. That was like on a scale of like one to ten, it was like a one. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what mine is. Really? My trust is not easily defied, to be completely honest, because like I don't think I, I don't know if I would even say that I don't put trust in people, but I more so just like don't, maybe that is what it is. Like I just don't. I don't assume that like anything is between us basically not like you and me specifically but Mm -hmm. like anyone like I pretty much assume that like if I'm saying something to you there's a chance of it getting passed on so I just assume that from being on the internet basically and like hmm what is like the worst I I have no idea I honestly don't know like I mean in relationships obviously I come up with things but friendships I have no fucking clue I think I do okay go ahead like anything to do with work yeah yes I think that again like I think that like for me trust is more of like a feeling rather than like a if you do this then whatever kind of thing like I think it's just more so like certain people have done things to me and other people have done the exact same things and with one person I'm like meh and with the other person I'm like nah that's it like yeah and I think it's just more so like I'll get the feeling of like I don't want you around anymore Mm -hmm. and that's it like I couldn't even like pinpoint something to like give you and be like this is why because it's just everything at that point. What if we change the word from trust to like, what's the easiest way to betray you? Um, yeah, I still don't know if I have like a thing. But like, yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I can go back through certain like relationships and be like, this was probably the moment that I felt like super betrayed. And like, there has been like work things where I feel like, okay, so here's one thing that really like irks me. Um, I do feel like I go out of my way to try and help people, especially when it comes to like career things and like, you know, helping people like get on their feet or like figure out like a direction or something like that. And like, if there's anything I can like do for my friends, I do it. Like if I can, you know, like introduce you to someone or whatever shit like that, Mm -hmm. like I, I absolutely will. And like, it's like my pleasure. Like I'm not, it's not something where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, I just would do it. And so I think that, you know, there's been times where like I've had people that have like sort of stepped on my toes after I've helped them out. And like, that's, that's really like a betrayal to me, I guess. Yeah. It's hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I totally agree with that. And I've, I've known you for a long time so I've seen you do it and you've done it for me and stuff like that and I also think what's admirable about that is you also don't hold it over people's heads oh thank you um yeah you're welcome so I think that that probably also adds to like a betrayal in that yeah. sense 
Yeah. Because you do it so, like, yeah, thoughtfully. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, goodness. I have too many. <laughs> Where do I begin? Be here all day. <laughs> um, what it, like, what is a pet peeve, though? Because I have pet just, like, a lot like, of... Pet peeve is, like, an annoyance or, like, something, like, just, like, something small that, like, just, like, ugh, like, just irks you. Okay. So, I don't like it when people eat with, like, their teeth on their fork or their spoon. Drives me nuts. Okay. Yeah. I don't like the sound um yeah yeah i hate that sound um or if you're like finishing like the last bites of something like really like scraping your spoon like around the bowl or whatever like a bunch of times yeah drives me nuts um i i hate carbon dioxide <laughs> when people which is just hysterical like Alyssa hates when people like burp around her or whatever or like fart like if i like burp mildly in the car she like rolls down the windows but like she'll like burp into my mouth this this is the thing is it's like it's not rational no (laughs) because also like i'll drop my water bottle okay i'm like really weird about like cleanliness stuff but only certain things because like i can drop my water bottle like fully on the ground and have like the top roll around in the dirt and i'll still drink out of it but it's like certain things so yeah i can't have like i don't like it when people breathe on me or like yeah if i oh my goodness if people like oh this happened to me one time a lady in like the airport breathed directly into my mouth and then i inhaled that breath ew i'll never forget it oh gosh gross the first time sorry this is just turning into a story time but the first time i got my eyelash extensions ever done she didn't have a fan she blew on my eye for like an hour ew. she was just like disgusting <laughs> What did she? What did she have for lunch? Could you it smell? was yeah. I think that I honestly Ravioli. could, and that was even worse. It was like um, it smelled like a tomato-based chunky soup. Disgusting. Like almost like minestrone I or can, something ew. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. It was probably um, it was probably uh, Chef Boyardee. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Was not. it a little beefy? No, it smelled potatoey. Gross. <laughs> What's your pet peeve? Um, I wonder if I can guess it. I wonder if I can guess it. Okay, go ahead. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe like the feet thing. No. Okay, go ahead. ASMR. Really? Like it just sends. I I don't like really deal with anxiety, but it sends like my anxiety through the roof. I I I, I hate everything about it. And like Matt <laughs> likes listening to um like these <clears throat> this this like unboxing ASMR, and it's just like oh like every part of my body is like just cringing like i just hate everything about it it's horrible i hate asmr too but i wouldn't say it's one of my pet peeves because i don't have to like deal with it i guess yeah i do yeah i sleep next to it (laughs) i just like i don't like people purposely making noises i guess oh yeah i also hate s's oh yeah i know that breaths oh god i like honestly if you whistle your s's don't even come to me yeah that's why i like moto yoga because they never say like breaths they say two more breaths sometimes they do say breaths i know and then i listen and i'm like how do you get out of here you're ruining my practice yeah you are ruining my zen if your life was a color right now what color would it be like today or in general whatever i think it would be blue okay (laughs) i'm having a hard time but in um in work i would say (laughs) she saw my eyes like welling up and she got sad um in like work and stuff like that i would say it's like a light pink 
Ooh, yeah. like an approachable pink? It is an approachable pink. <laughs> oh, we should trademark that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, like I am, I'm really happy in like my professional life and stuff like that. I think that it's going really well. Yeah. But yeah. What about you? I would say, I would put it at like an orange. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I'm almost like yellow, like happy, excited, like, you know, future kind of thing. And then red is like extreme stress and I feel like I'm like somewhere in the middle because I'm feeling kind of torn in these two directions yeah I think more than two yeah yeah several (laughs) yeah you got a lot of spoons in the pot I I got (laughs) a lot of spoons in the pot (laughs) frankly oh that was fun it was good old fun good old wholesome fun yeah this is how that turns out yeah this is my new favorite wholesome memory oh touching (laughs) kidding this is also our first podcast in our new podcast space. This is. We moved. We moved spaces. Yeah. Approachable has moved. Yeah. I, it Honestly, though, it felt like pretty good. It yeah. was a little different at first, but now it feels good. Well, you guys, thank you so much for a fantastic first season. We're so grateful for everybody who listens, and we cannot wait to show you what's in store for season two. So get ready, because August 21st is coming soon, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening as always. Thank you guys for your support in this first season and for, you know, just listening along while we kind of, you know, go through this journey. And we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.